Frank, we're on. We're recording, and I'm nervous. Why? What happened? Well, because you're such a big star. I'm just nervous. You know what? I, I understand <laughs> it now. Usually, I lead the dancing, but you're you're going to lead today. <laughs> man, Frank, let's just get right into it because everybody's talking about it. And I, I thought about you, man, because obviously we both have children. And as I was at my daughter's volleyball tournament this weekend in San Francisco, and just seeing that she's all. I'm six feet. She's five, seven already. You just see your kids getting older. And obviously you, you start thinking about college. I mean, you're, you're closer to that than I am. Uh, this whole uh, Lori Laughlin college scandal, everybody's talking about it. Um, and I think a lot has been obviously said about it. And people have tried to chastise the rich and chastise her. And people, this is a rich people problem. I want to get away from that a little bit and just kind of ask you, and I'm sure anybody that's out there that's either a parent uh, that's going to send kids to school or has been a student themselves that is still dealing with uh, financial debt from that. Uh, are you as scared to death as I am about college with your kids in, in terms of just getting them admitted, uh, being able to pay for it, uh, just all of the above? Because it's, it's I just when I went to college, I, I went to a small black college in Jackson, Mississippi, which is another way we're similar. Yes, yeah, so, you know, Frank, you're down with your H, uh, HBUs. Wow, HBCUs. Do you know what that stands for? Uh, holy bat cow. I don't know. <laughs> Historically holy, black colleges and that's universities. That's my second choice. See, I stepped on your answer. That was my fault. It was definitely coming out. And, uh, you know, so I, but when I went to Tougaloo, uh, it was $10,000 for the year. And, you know, I have people telling me that they have, a kid in school that's that's a good school this school you've heard of but you know when you hear that somebody's going to the university of denver for sixty thousand dollars a year i it just I, this whole thing obviously what they did was wrong but do you think it's just symbolic of the panic that a lot of people feel i heard that usc has a 10 percent acceptance rate i mean i would have never gotten to school if i was trying right now well let let me uh go this way this stuff has always been there right this is there. What is a legacy admission? A legacy admission is your parents went here, so you have a better chance of getting in uh, in the first place, right? Isn't that definitely? So if they donate a wing to the library, which is basically a bribe, right? In a lot of ways, it's it's a bribe. This whole scandal is a bribe. It's a different type. Um, there are um, uh, different racial uh makeups that can get you in I, my brother his my brother's name is rico rico caliendo and are you serious yes that is the best name don't I've you ever heard don't you think i i wish that that had been my name rico Caliendo. my dad is happy it's frank caliendo and i'm in entertainment because his name is frank caliendo but had i been rico caliendo i would have a huge hispanic following as well yes and um, you, yeah, but rico's that's, that's italian it's it's rico's italian and rico it's uh, Henry, I guess, and but it, he was always Rico. That these are the kids' names: Frankie, Rico, and Terry. So Terry Those was sound my, like three guys that beat you up behind a Burger King. In yeah, but ter school. Terry sounds like the Irish one, right? That's, <laughs> yeah, that just was hanging out. Uh, <laughs> this is this is starting to sound like Ray Donovan. Um, so there, but there are different there are different things. Um, test scores and grades aren't what get everybody into college, right? There, there are a massive amount of other criteria that will get people in. And you have to stand out. You have to be special in some way. It could be your ethnicity. Um, uh, it, it could be because you're rich. And to, to, I totally understand totally different things, right? Uh, one is about diversity. And, uh, and there are studies that show that... Uh, I read the Malcolm Gladwell book, uh, Outliers, and they talk about that a lot. I read uh, that, yes. Yeah. So they're, I'm not trying to tie these things into being the same thing, but they're in a category of um, we're adding or we're putting people in to, or getting people admission into college based on more than just grades and, um, and test scores. So now it's how are we doing? Are we being sneaky about it? Are we cheating um, those are the, those are the different things. I mean, I, I don't get so worried about the, the money that was being exchanged because I feel like that's be, I've always been done and maybe because I've been 
in a situation, I, I guess, well, my parents didn't have, I, I, when I went to school, I think we talked about this before, I went to University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and it was, I paid for my own school, essentially, and um, it was $2,000 a semester. Um, so, I can't, that's University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, I can't even imagine, I don't even know what it is that's, now. That's five really nice dinners. Right. So, um, in terms of all that, now they were cheating on test scores and all that kind of stuff. Am I worried about my own child in this? Yes and no. Um, my son is a is a freshman right now. He's not taking his schoolwork incredibly seriously, but he's not taking it too loosely. I mean, he could he could if he really worked hard get a four point He could get all A's. And he's in some honors classes, so he could have like a 4.4, 4.5, whatever. He got two Bs last semester. One of them was in the honors English class, and he's just, that's where he's, pro- he, he's probably, that's where he probably should be unless he really, really worked hard. And I don't see him doing that. So it's it's realistic um, that. The other one was a science class he botched. Uh, it was honors chemistry, which he's taking as a freshman as well. And he got, wow. yeah. And he's also in honors pre-calc. Uh, can you tell your son I hate him? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so he's in some tough stuff, but he, he, you know, his grade point without the weighted, which is what a lot of schools count, is a three six, a three six seven, I think. So not bad, but he's not going to get into Harvard or something like that. But he, I always talk to him about this too. His work ethic, work ethic. He's not getting. He's, he shouldn't go to Harvard or Yale or an Ivy League school, anyways, because you have to really. One, be smart, and two, work really hard. And he's pretty smart, but he doesn't work that hard in terms of what I think the other students are doing. So I think realistically, he kind of puts himself in that place. But I do worry about, hey, grades and your your test scores aren't going to be... He took the PSATs, and I'm like, how did those go, buddy? The, pre, the pre-SATs. And he's like, yeah, I didn't really try. I got tired. I'm like, well, but now you don't have a base of what you really do and don't know. He goes, well, the English teacher told us we wouldn't really know that much. And the and math was pretty easy. And he did really well on the math. But the the other side of it, the, the um, what is it called? The English. I have trouble. That's maybe I should. What is it called? The English. Well, we yeah. can see why he's struggling. Yes. Didn't that, uh, didn't that help you? Didn't that aid you in understanding? <laughs> uh, chip off the old apple cart. <laughs> Um, I'm, I mix idiom, idiomic metaphorically. Um, so I did, I, you know, I, I think you have to, if you want to get into a really good school, you have to take things really seriously. Um, especially he comes from a socioeconomic, uh, well-to-do family. He's not getting any grants or anything like that. So he's going to have to, to prove himself with just, academics and some stuff outside and i said you know that's fine he's got a friend who got who's smarter than him that incredibly intelligent kid and that kid got a a b in the math class and i was talking to the parent and she was like you know he wants to go to school in new york i'm like what school she's like any school in new york and i said okay that's cool she's like with that b that's gonna be tough i'm like oh my goodness you know there's there is that reality of yeah, and I think some of them throw some of the freshman grades away. I've been reading about that as well. But set set yourself up. My my son was playing NBA 2K and Fortnite, still getting a 3.67 with all these uh, or 4.2 or whatever it was with the honors classes. But you know, if you and I'm and I, it's tough because when I was 14, well, I was 15 as a freshman. I I I, I thought I got. <laughs> I thought I got like a three eight three nine in high school. I did in college for broadcast journalism. I didn't in high school. In high school, I was around a three point two. I had some C's. I didn't even know I had. C's. I blocked that out um, <laughs> because I didn't study for any. I didn't do. I didn't work hard. I remember taking the math test and teaching myself how to do the math the day of the test, like not paying <laughs> attention. Uh, and I wasn't. I was in regular a regular track in high school uh, for math, but. I was okay at it, but if you weren't in the honors, you were pretty average, and I was a little bit above average, um, which is the story of my life, just slightly, except for height. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I don't, I don't know where, where do you fall on this well, stuff? Well, I think that's where the fear comes in for parents, is because I would say that just hearing you even kind of downplay 
uh, your son as a as as a student because he has a, a outside interest. Same with my son; he loves video games. He's a tech nerd. Um, you know, that's the scary thing. I think the kids like me that were very middle of the road. I just feel like until and I don't know if wait any you were part- middle of the road. You went to oh, Columbia. I went to Brown. You went to uh, Brown for my last, for my last year. I, I got myself together um, as I as I was getting into college, but really getting into Tougaloo, that tiny black school that was really taking almost anybody, is what I needed. It was almost, and I'm not trying to disrespect it, it because of just size. There's only a thousand kids there. It was almost like a community college in that somebody like me that needed to be looked after like a child, Frank. I had never really been away from home. And I wasn't a guy that was partying. I didn't even drink at that point when I went to college. Uh, but, you know, I just didn't, uh, you know, I would sometimes make it to class and sometimes I'd just sit on my bunk bed. I wouldn't even be chasing girls. That's what a nerd I was. I would just sit there. And so I needed somebody to call my room and be like, why weren't you in chemistry today? Why weren't you in Spanish today? I needed that. And So, so you could not have gotten into Columbia. No, I'm there's kidding. no way. No, but like now, right at that no point, I understand. Yeah. And I yeah. wonder what's going to happen to the to the to the the kids that kind of flounder out of the gate, but I don't think are just like, oh, yeah, this 14 year old's done, throw them away. I just think that it takes some people longer to develop, and I definitely think it takes men longer to develop because your son is probably you, and my son is me, just a a goofy goofball kid. That's not going to get himself together maybe until he's 19, and that's do, not even that old. Do you know why I cared about college? You want to know why I cared? Starting my freshman, especially my sophomore year, I went to, I went to University of Wisconsin Parkside my first year. I was going to play baseball, realized that that wasn't in the cards for me in the future. What, was there an like, incident that made you realize that? Uh I started paying it. I started realizing I, I needed to concentrate more on school because I had some fairly hard classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I didn't have the arm or the tools of it. I could hit a little bit, but I did not have the arm or speed of some of the other guys that were going to go and play. And I was like, well, why am I doing this? I love this game as a kid, but I'm going to have to do something else now. The but the reason I started to really care because I transferred to University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. And the reason I really started to care was I was paying for school myself. And if wow. I was paying, and now at the time, only $2,000 a semester and might not even have been that much. It That's was like 20000 to an 18-year-old though. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was working at a golf course grounds crew and doing some other things just to pay for it. Um, see, my, my dad had lost his job when we were like, when I was a junior in high school, maybe a senior, he'd lost his job. And some of our college funds used, went, he took to help pay for us to live. So right. I ended up having to pay for my college pretty much myself, which was fine. But it was uh, when I started paying for myself, I really started to care. That's why I always believe in like people when they have skin in the game and almost anything. I, 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 and maybe everybody's different, but I truly believe. Like it's like at a comedy club when everybody gets free tickets at the comedy club when you're especially when you're first starting out, nobody has any skin. They got the free comedy club tickets. They don't care what if they're talking or get kicked out. Doesn't matter. But right. if you paid thirty bucks for that ticket, you're not getting kicked. You're mad if you get kicked out. I paid thirty bucks for the. Now you care and you want to be part of that audience. It means it's, a lot it's, it's completely psychological. I mean, if I if I walked up to you and I said, "Hey, come into the steakhouse and have this free steak." You'd be like, what'd you do to it? I don't want a free steak. Why? Why are you giving me a free steak? But if I say, hey, this is a uh, this is a rare off the bone. We only get a couple of these in. Uh, we have to fight other steakhouses for it. The steak's 120 bucks. You're like, wow, there's only five of them. OK, well, I want one. It's it, it's when you do have a skin in the game, when you have paid, you are investing your money and your money is a representation of your time. And, and, I, yeah, and I don't care yeah. what people say. That time is money thing that you're talking about right there. People care. People, everybody yes. says money doesn't matter to me. As soon as money's involved, even, I'm not talking about big corporate money. That's what everybody ties everything into. But in your own world, when when your own money is involved, you immediately care because you have stake and it means something to you because it could be something you're spending somewhere else on something. It's the opportunity cost that I did pay attention in that class. Well, just going along with that thought, I've always had this theory that, you know, because when you do get loans, like I didn't pay for college, I got college loans uh and and grants and things like that you never see the money it's it's a printout on a piece of paper that you sign and you don't think about i've always said they should cash that money out put it in a silver suitcase like the thomas crown affair and hand it to you and let you touch it 
and hold it and then consciously push that money back to the registrar, give it to the college because it makes it real at that point. Because now you, you've seen it. Now you've touched it. And you you see what you're doing and you see what, you, what you're spending. And I but, think a lot of kids don't see it. They're just partying. And then after two weeks after they graduate, Sally Mae's on the phone like, hey, what's up, uh, fellow Florida State uh, alum? Where's that check? But don't you believe or, or think, and I've heard this before and I can't speak to it. I, again, I wish we had an expert on something like this. But the reason college tuition has gone up because grants – and loans are so available to people, right? When they can do that, and there's so many people are willing to give money, all of a sudden they go, well, we're getting this. We, you're going to get all these grants anyways. Those people aren't paying for it. All of a sudden now the more you know that 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 money starts to come in in wheelbarrows in other ways and they're like, well, it's just grants and, and uh, scholarships and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's the reason that that uh, food in like a in a nice hotel's restaurant is so expensive. Because I was always like, I would always look at the menu and be like, "Why is this burger nineteen dollars?" And it's because a lot of business people come through and they have expense accounts, right? And it's a write off. So it's a write off for them, so they don't right. care. Right. They're like, "Yeah, I'll pay twenty eight dollars for a milkshake. I don't care. It's my company's handling that." Yeah. So that or, or a water in the room is six bucks. I think that's fair. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, all right. Well, I mean. So do you think that there there's there is like a little bit of justified panic, maybe not with Lori Laughlin, but, uh, you know, uh, this is personal to me, but I uh, we've never even talked about this on this podcast. I don't know if I told you uh, earlier uh, on my show, I think this is definitely year one. Um, if you remember and for anybody listening, you can go back and Google this or YouTube this. Uh, there were those viral videos of those young. There was a bunch of young children of color getting into Ivy League schools, they'd be sitting around a computer and they push a button and see if they were accepted. And there would be this big um, this big celebration because there were these kids from Bow Bridge, Louisiana. They went to a school called TM Landry. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, um, and you know, it was just this, this phenomenon. It's like, how in the hell is this tiny charter school in one of the poorest cities, in one of the poorest states, Louisiana, putting all these kids into these Ivy League schools with, uh, you know, 34, 35, 36 is on the ACT. It was, it was a phenomenon. So because they all knew Lori Laughlin. That's right. They were all, they were all her children. She, she adopts black children like Madonna. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, a year later, we interviewed them randomly. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I've seen all your videos. And they were telling me about how, uh, you know, they thought they were going to have to close their doors, but they got donations. And how hard there were some teachers that worked without pay for a couple months um, and how the school almost had to close. I got super emotional on the show, not only because I, as a black man, went to an Ivy League school, but just as a former teacher and knowing what they get paid, I got super emotional. I donated $5,000 on the air. Our parent company at my talk show, uh, our parent company, Tegna, matched it. And then donations started coming in uh, by the tens of thousands of dollars. We raised about a quarter million dollars for the school. They invited me to subsequently come speak and be the keynote speaker at their graduation. All good, except um, maybe three months after the graduation, maybe two months, I walked into our morning production meeting and everybody's looking at me like they know that we had to put my dog down, but I don't know yet, like that kind of like doe-eyed look. And I'm like, what's going on? There's an article in the New York Times saying that there's a scandal at TM Landry, that they were um, fudging scores to get the kids into school uh what the art the article accused the owner his name is mike he's the m and tm landry the t is his wife tracy uh it accused mike landry of being verbally abusive and manipulating uh transcripts now it came out that he was not manipulating them in terms of like turning a d into a b uh what he was doing is saying okay frank you're this poor kid from louisiana we got to get you into columbia so Let's just say that your dad is an alcoholic and your mom's a meth addict that was sold to sex slavery in Uganda mm -hmm. like that. So like just kind of creating these backstories. And then it com comes out that although the ACT scores were not fudged, they were only teaching the kids how to take the ACT. So every single day they were taking ACT practice tests, practice tests uh, 
two or three times a day and getting really good at the ACT, which kind of explains these incredible ACT scores that these kids uh, were getting. And this is not to uh, besmirch them. These kids worked really hard. They were just doing the work that was put in front of them. Uh, but then when they in, in a way, in a way, it sounds kind of smart to me, Al. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, if that's how they're going to if that's how they're going to judge you to get into a college. It sounds like a very smart way to go about it. May not be quote unquote the right way, but there's something there's something about that that and some of the high level schools around even in Phoenix that I've been told about, and maybe not to that extent because they're still doing the curriculum, the state curriculum, but they are teaching you how to take the test. So go ahead. I, I just want to put that in there. Like I know there's some stuff that seem, seems pretty bad there, but at the same time. If they're going to make a test weigh that much in what you, a person being able to get admitted to a great college, wow, sounds like there there is something unfortunately wrong with the system in that situation too. Right. And, and I mean, you've gotten exactly where I wanted to go. I mean, I think that you present a system no matter what it is. If it's, uh, you know, whether it's it's sports, you develop different tactics somebody comes up with a defense you figure out a way to beat it right. if you if you have if, you, if it's a prison system prisoners figure out a way to get contraband in to get a cell phone in to get you know whatever they need to get uh, anytime there's a system in place people try and people will figure out a way to beat it whether it's taxes whatever and so uh, you know that's basically what the article was saying was that then some not all a lot of the kids went to school uh, went to these schools and thrived some went there and became very depressed because they realized that anything that wasn't on the ACT, they didn't know. And they were now competing with kids that went to very high level honors level top flight private high schools that have been um, that were ready for the curriculum that was going to face them when they got to the Harvards, the Princeton's, the Yales. So my my uh, my my question to you is whether it's Lori Laughlin who is trying to use her influence and, you know, saying her you know her daughter was you know on the crew team or something ridiculous i forgot what she what she was well, they trying were photoshopping to... people's faces onto other bodies and so that right. that that is where there's a, a that's a, that's where you start getting in the fraud especially i think right. they get, they're going to get in trouble because then they use it as a tax write-off which is i think where they got in trouble but if you forget the money and just understand the motivation behind it i think we're talking about people that are terrified of this this system that we call college admissions and they figure out a way to beat it if you're a poor black kid in louisiana you get a sob story uh that you that you spice up and you get good act scores no matter league the, the you know they they did earn those act scores they weren't fudged the numbers weren't changed but that is that's at the sacrifice of your other schoolwork or you go the Lori lawford limb route who has kind of like a let's she's a, a ditzy teenage girl that was on you know, on her YouTube page saying she just wanted to go to college for the parties and game day, which is how a lot of kids feel going into college at 16, 17. So I understand that. Uh, but either way, you just have two sets of people figuring out how to game the system because I don't know if anybody really knows the rules. Well, I think they, I think they know the rules to get in, uh, but the, it's once you get there, the whole thing about and you you made a point that I was actually missing that once you do get there, you need to have that background to understand and know what you're doing. It's not just right. about taking the test. Um, listen, I I struggle with it all because I think it, I keep I, everybody and I, I I'm I'm not, I'm not against or I'm not for what these people are doing. But you know, Lori Laughlin already lost her job on the the show and like Netflix and and uh, Hallmark Channel and stuff. Before this stuff has been tried or anything, it's already she, she's losing all her jobs and all that type of stuff. We react so quickly in this society, and not even like put on probation or on on a, a unpaid vacation or a hold. Just you're done with these networks. Uh, I'd like to see the justice, you know, system go through a little bit, um, or at least you know, have the stuff be completely proven before that. That Frank, we all know that making snap emotional judgments is the best way to go. Don't be silly. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, and now we're living in a day and age, Frank, where you can be digitized out of existence. I mean, you could, you can't stream bill cosby's albums anymore you can't buy them 
You can't find an episode of the Cosby Show that's on, on VHS. They literally did digitized Kevin Spacey out of that Hess Oil movie. Right. Um, you you can't find he's not on House of Cards. They can make it so that you never existed. So you better be and careful. It's so scary. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if the same thing's going to happen to Michael Jackson and his music, no matter how you feel about it. I mean, it's, in, you know, it's just like, and obviously I'm not comparing. I'm just saying in terms of the punishments that we've leveled on people, what if we find out through some strange thing that Lori Laughlin has been, is completely exonerated. She's already lost her name. She's already lost her, her standing. Uh, you, you know, I just, um, I, I, I think you're, you're right. We're walking down this weird path where it's just like, you did this, you're dead to us now. And I don't know if that's a good thing to not allow people a re-entry back into society, some path of redemption. Michael Vick was one of the most hated people in the world for what he uh, was convicted of doing to those dogs. He is now, and for maybe like the last five to seven years, been one of the biggest animal rights advocates that goes around and speaks and uses his fame and talks to people that the people that literally do still dogfight um, about the consequences of that and why that's not a good thing. But I mean, I would rather that than having Michael Vick at home uh, in his basement sitting around watching TV. I think he can do more. And I think it allows a young man, like you forget, he's probably what, 38, right. you know, that, that like, he's got a lot of life to live and he made a huge mistake. But also, a lot of that is a product of where you're from. And if you've been to Newport News, Virginia, you know that dogfighting is, is, is commonplace. That's, that's what happens. Rooster fighting it's part happens. Of, it's places. part of culture. It's right. it, might, yes. it might be a gruesome, dark part of culture, but it is part of that culture. But what people seem to forget is that we're human and we're all flawed. We're, everybody has multiple flaws. And if you don't, you're lying. Uh, that's the only one. lying to yourself. Um, but I, listen, I, I'm all for these people losing their jobs after, uh, there's proof and a court situation or whatever gets done, but just on the news breaking for immediate firings of everybody. And you know why it's happening? Because the, the social media mob comes after you as a network or whatever, ever, if you don't. So yes. It's a it's scary to me. I mean, uh, listen. The, uh, another uh, that I was reading earlier today. Another uh, head of one of the studios is out. I think it was the Warner Brothers head. Another sexual harassment thing. Um, if, I guess I guess people have been getting away with this stuff for so long. Um, and and again, but at the same time. I don't always see or hear proof of everything either. You just people are gone before you even know what happened. So you have to assume a lot of the time that it was real, but you never know because it never gets that far. People are just immediately, like you said, erased from existence. Right. It's 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 a scary time to live in, and I think if you the other thing that we're we're forgetting is that life is long, man. Life is long. And you have a lot of chances to do great things, to do amazing things for your dad and your family to sit and watch his baby boy sitting on the couch at the Tonight Show. Do you know what that must have felt like for him? But at the same time, I know you don't drink, but maybe th there was a time when G you or, you know, Mike Johnson or whoever got a DUI and had to call his or her parents. So, but th th those two things can exist with the same person. People can overcome addictions. People can overcome uh, seemingly insurmountable uh, demons and redeem themselves. And I don't know if we let people do that anymore. Well, even, Everything's recorded now. Everything's you'll be a, you'll be a you'll be a meme. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a meme. How are you not a meme? Do you have any uh, gifts? Uh, yeah, there. I think there's some of me, like as John Gruden and stuff like that. Most of the stuff I've done are me pretending to be somebody else kind of <laughs> like you but just on tv exactly well i've assumed another man's identity i've i've killed him and taken over his family and occupation we'll get in that in another podcast all right well with that said we're terrified about college um i just hope <laughs> my hope my kids grow another foot and go in the nba that's that's my whole my whole financial plan for my children is i have to hit four half court shots 
in an NBA game and I can pay for it. <laughs> All right. Um, Frank, it's time for my favorite game, the audience's favorite game. Are you ready for a Frank is apprehensive? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. Well, you said I know like it's it. I know it's a segue because you said my name. Frank, <laughs> comma, something's coming next. Pause for edit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Frank, last week, uh, you know, we uh, will I'll reintroduce the game for anybody that missed last, last week. Weekend. Hold on. Last week when we played, I needed somebody to cheat for me to get into college. <laughs> if you don't know the game, it's really simple. Um, I talked to Frank about uh, new apps that are out, and he tells me what he thinks. It, well, if he knows the answer, shout it out. But he tells me what he thinks the app should be for. I try to work it through. All right. The first app is bellhop if you need um for people going to hotels that mm -hmm. need service or it's a dating site because <laughs> they're all dating sites where somebody dresses up in a bellhop uniform and uh rides your elevator if you know what i mean there we go Join me on the shaft. Does it, does it have something to do with um, a hotel? It does not. Uh, okay. My buddy actually just uh, just showed this to me last night. Bellhop takes uh, it, it, it's a it, it's an aggregator for rideshare, so it shows you wh uh, what cars are in the area, like if it's Uber, Lyft, whatever, and which one is cheaper depending on where you're going. Okay, so where does the bellhop come in from? Hopping from place to place bell I ambulance guess if you want service if you want car service but you don't call a bellhop for a call you you think it'd be something valet based name bell. but I, yeah I, I don't know it seems odd to me but uh, good for them yeah pretty i think a cool. uh, car seeker might be ride seeker might be a better one that That's sounds right. like a creepy online name right ride seeker 69 um, hello <laughs> you found me frank if i told you there's an app called rover what is it for uh it's a it's a game where uh it's it's where you can find people who want to play red rover red rover <laughs> i want al to come over so it's a dating site um it's a hookup <laughs> site where uh rover uh somebody who who's going from spot to spot rover um go with that you you can actually get this one if you go with that uh, that thought, that thought you're you're going from place to place. You're roving, um, maybe helping you find a a place to stay as you're roving around the country. I'm gonna give you a big hint. Who would be named Rover if you had to name somebody Rover? Uh, Rover. Rover. Who would I name? Oh, a dog. A dog. A dog. So it's a what? Uh. A dating site. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, rover. It's a it's a site to help you find pets. To help you find dog dog walkers. Dog walkers. It's a, yeah. you keep cutting me off when I'm getting the answers. There you go. And they had I only had like a minute and a half to figure that one out. <laughs> All, right. All right. Last one. You're gonna get this one. You got. You have way too much faith in me. Well, yes, Frank. I mean, we all we all your fans have, and you've let us down every year up until this. But it's going to change today. Okay. Uh, it's going to change with this question because I just downloaded Go. What am I doing? Uh, what kind of app is that? Uh, it's a mapping. Uh, it's either a mapping or a ride thing. Yes. It is a fitness app. Ah! Just blew the meters on that. that Go was... like uh, just that was yeah. I guess just do it was taken by Nike, right? Yeah, I heard the person. Did you ever hear the story that the person that came up with that didn't get paid? They just threw it out at a meeting, and it ended up being the biggest slogan. But that's in the how history it works. Of the world. If you work for somebody, you're under contract for them, and anything you do, that's just the law. That's contract law. That's and I'm not telling you anything. The guys uh, that invented Superman, the two guys from Cleveland, uh, didn't get. They signed over all their their rights for what, like four hundred bucks or six hundred bucks, which was, I guess, was a ton of money in nineteen the early sixties. It doesn't go anywhere, man. There's not, no. nothing to happen with that. No. Man of stolen, man of man of steel. So depressing. And they're right. from Cleveland. Cleveland people are good people. Stop ripping yeah. us off. I feel bad that I'm so bad at this game. Well, those are those are tough. I feel like you got Rover pretty 
Nah. No, because I I couldn't get off of Rover the the superstar DJ in Cleveland. That's why I kept hitting. It. Then I was thinking Rover in softball. Uh, the Rover, oh, yeah. the the extra outfielder in a softball game as compared to baseball. Rover. And then Grover kept hitting me, so I was like, Grover, there's no G in it. Maybe the G's silent, and it's a new Muppet. I don't know. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you one more. You're going to redeem yourself. Okay. A, uh, this is the, the bonus answer? one. I will. Uh, and I'll have to text you the answer to Hopper. What does the Hopper app do? Um, this would be applicable to your life. Hopper. Because of your job. It's got something to do... It's not. It's not with recording shows, is it? <laughs> That's the hopper. <laughs> um, no, no. Remember the hopper? It's the hopper. The hopper. Um, that was like a <laughs> Dish Network thing, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh that yeah that that way where you could watch TV in four different rooms or something like that. Yeah. So the hopper or hopper app is hopping on a plane. Ding ding. Thank God. Ding effing ding that's right it it helps you uh uh i've heard that they've been trying to get rid of this app because uh airplanes uh uh air uh, air carriers hate it but basically uh i guess some the college student figured out algorithms uh in terms of pricing so that what they were doing is like let's say uh you wanted to go from la to uh omaha but in the flight from LA to Omaha is 200 bucks, but you could find a flight that went from LA had a layover in Omaha and then went to new Orleans for 150 bucks. So what hopper does is tell you about that. So then you fly to Omaha for your layover and then you just never get back on the plane. You never catch your connecting flight. Oh, I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. But uh, like if you fly, if you fly out of Charlotte uh, into somewhere else, it's you just should just end at Charlotte and walk off the plane and not go. Right. Yeah. And by the way, I loved your improv skills there into somewhere else. You literally could have picked any city in the world. Frank. I was going to say Raleigh. I, I was just thinking <laughs> I was trying to stay. But if you I was trying to think it through, because if you fly into Charlotte and then you stay in Charlotte, if you end at Charlotte, it's more expensive than taking another plane to Raleigh. So if you if your layovers in Charlotte, people just get off in Charlotte and then take, uh, get a car. And well, they don't. They're not going to. They're going to. They're going to Charlotte, but they oh, get but off in oh, Charlotte. Yeah. I wasn't saying this correctly. So if you book all the way through to Raleigh, it's cheaper than if you just go straight to Charlotte. So people go to Charlotte for like, let's say it's two hundred bucks to go to Charlotte, or a hundred and fifty to go to Raleigh through Charlotte. You book the hundred and fifty go to Raleigh and never go, never take the second leg from Charlotte to Raleigh. Yes, and get and- off there. The airlines no likey this at all. Uh, I think you can only do it, obviously, if you haven't checked luggage. But uh, I know a lot of friends that do it. And they said that they've been confronted sometimes by people uh, the next time that they try to get a flight. Well, the, I don't know. The problem, is probably that, the problem is probably that they try to do round trip. And if you don't take it all the way through, they know that you didn't take it all the way through. And sometimes it cancels your return. Your return. Trip. So if That's you do right. it going one way, it's possible. Um, but if you if you don't, because they don't know what happened to you, it, they might see a pattern if it's done a, a bunch of times. But you know who knows. All right. Well, with that, uh, go we're, we're going to gonna, someplace we're, else. Charlotte we're going to <laughs> we're going to stop while we're ahead, Frank. Good job with the hopper. Uh, let's get into something that was uh, early last week, but it's just always going to be a topic, uh, especially in sports like basketball. Uh, to a lesser extent, baseball, uh, you, you know, just any sport where the, the fans are right on top of the players. Uh, Russell Westbrook was playing a game with the Utah Jazz, uh, playing a game against the Utah Jazz last week in Salt Lake City. Uh, he was uh, near the sidelines where he in, was accosted, according to him, by a fan who he said said some um, derogatory statements with racial undertones. He then responded that he would F that man up and uh, because he's equal opportunity, F his wife up too. Frank, what are your thoughts on fan conduct? Uh, Who do you think is out of line? And what do you say to the person that says, hey, I paid 800 bucks for the seat. I can yell whatever I want at a game. Right. I have conflicting thoughts on this. First, I'm going to say this, but and before you listen, hear me out on this whole thing, because Russell Westbrook seems to be extremely tightly wound 
Um, he's. He, did you see the confrontation he had with a, a player the other day? He got a, his 16th tech. He's going to get. It looks like he's going to be out for a while. Um, you get suspended on that n- number of technicals. Um, he just he's a he's a hundred mile an hour kind of guy. With that said, um, I I I think I was kind of Ryan Seacresting here, setting you up one way to go a different way. Anytime something gets into a a racial thing, I think the person in the stands is one hundred percent wrong. And it, it listen, I've been hearing a, a lot of things that are supposedly said. A, a, a not I think they are said. I think that's I think there's something where people don't understand what year we're in or where we're at. Um, apparently, a lot of things get said in Utah. It's not all people from Utah, obviously, but I think there are. Um, I listen to NBA podcasts. You, Salt Lake City is a problem, and it's, a lot of players have said that for a long time. Even Boston's like these guys are bad. Um, yeah, that's saying something. So, I think it's I think it's a in. in a problem of people not understanding that all cultures may be different, but doesn't make one better than another. First of all, well, let's um, let's take the racial aspect out of it. But because- I can't. I, I can't because I think that's. Uh, I think it's it, okay. I, say, I I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. That, but no, no, I no, think please. I think I think that's so important to a guy who's already high strung. Totally unfair to him because that ties that ties another element of emotion to this person he already knows he's going into a place where he thinks he, he's probably treated unfairly and thought of unfairly by a lot of people and then you add that to it that shouldn't even be there it, that that element of the race and there's no so do i think i think where you were getting to is do i think that people who spend 800 dollars on a seat have the right to yell some stuff right and that's that's why i said that's the only reason i said take the racial thing out of it because i think everybody uh, both of us and everybody listening knows that that's not cool. We should hope that you know that. Uh, we're I'm just talking about if if uh, LeBron James is is inbounding the ball next to me, can I say? Let him do it. He's going to throw it away now. <laughs> exactly. Can I say, uh, LeBron, you suck, and um, I yes. hope the yes. team plane crashes. Can I say that? I I don't think the team plane crashes, but I think you suck is fine because each the players are doing that to each other. The players are saying all that kind of stuff. They're 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 all trash talking. If it gets more heated, and uh, I don't know where that line is, do would I do it? No. Do, do, do would I wish people didn't? Yes. Do I think some pe- Do I think people kind of have a a right? I don't like it. I don't like the guy who makes a spectacle of himself. The person who makes a spectacle of themselves. But you are trying to throw the other team off. That's some gamesmanship, right? That's right. There is some element to that. It's where does that line get drawn? That's the hard part. Um, I think you know. I'm just going to bring the race thing back into it because you're you're scared of it. Um, Terrified. No, but I think I think that's one of those things that you you don't you're not allowed. If you, I hope the team's plane crashes. Brutal, totally wrong. Uh, if somebody says, I don't even I don't like you suck, but what are you going to do? I. I, I People are going to say that kind of stuff. In if it's generic like that, whatever. But if you get more specific, it seems like a problem. But how do you, how do you police that? I I I I don't know. I think is it kind of an eye test? I know it when I see it. Like picking NCAA tournament teams. Right. Um, I, where, where's what's your your thought? Like you said, it, it's tough to police, and I mean, you. I don't know how many. Uh, football games you've taken your son to because we're we're talking a lot about you know uh, I, I pan- don't I don't take them a lot anymore because there's so many drunk people. That's where so I was going, swearing. bro. Frank, it's you can't. You I took my son to the NFC Championship game at the Coliseum when the Falcons played the Rams two years ago, and the, people were fairly cool. But dude, it's just like people. Anybody that has not been a professional football game in five years. People are civil war drunk at those things. They are drinking before they get in there. They are hammered. There are there are people. There are certain teams that play Raiders, Chargers, uh, Dolphins, Jets, to a lesser extent, Brown Steelers. I'm sure there's some, um, you know, Pats, maybe Pats, Dolphins, Pats, you know. But they're they're people that go to the games to fight. One hundred percent. 
they go there to to look for a fight and uh you know i don't know if i want to have my kid around that so maybe it's it, maybe the league could skirt around the issue by saying even the way to get their fans to not yell at their players which is ultimately the, what they want to do but they want to give the fan the illusion that they had they have they're autonomous in their own situation is to say it's not about you and the player it's about another young fan hearing you and that's why you can't use the F word. That's why you can't say. Yeah, but people you know, don't even as, do that. In I, I, we talked about this a little bit before in restaurants and stuff like that. I, I go hang out with some of my friends, and there's a kid, you know, at the table with his grandpa. And I said, I'm, I'm very aware that people aren't. I think it's because of social media, and everybody says whatever they want nowadays. And I'm very mindful, but other people are throwing F words and all kinds of stuff all over the place. I'm going, how about the kid and his grandpa? His, his grandpa, you know, you can see the grandpa kind of fuming, and you're going. Listen, just let's clean it up. Let's let's have, but other people don't care. They'll be like, "That's a free country, man." Well, yeah, but how about having some civility and caring about the people that are around you? I I I understand you may not be taking their rights, and there is free speech, which is freedom from the government. I get that, but you know, you can you can say what you want. But how about having some? How about being cordial? How about be caring that there are other people around you? And one might well, don't bring your kid here. Then, but. That's what this is supposed to be, entertainment. Or is it not? I mean, it's not a strip club. You're not You're not going <laughs> to, to an adult. Not a bar, right. You're not, yeah, you're not going to an adult-themed thing. You're going to something. Have have some kind of respect for the fact that every walk of the uh, the social spectrum is going to be there. And I, had, I struggled to put that sentence together, but I thought I did decently. That was a beautiful um, sentence. That's up to 24 on the ACT. Um, <laughs> maybe 1,100 SAT. So... Yes, I, I don't, that's why I, one of the reasons I don't like, and I have the privilege to go and I can get into some of the, um, maybe not the owner's boxes or the GM's boxes and stuff like that. And I, that's when I, my son will go and he'll do that. But a lot of times I don't, and my son is, it's my son's at the age, he's 14. He's hurt. He doesn't care as much anymore. But when it was a nine or 10 year old, it was brutal, just brutal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost the same way I feel. With uh, T-shirts that have curse words on them, I know as a comic, it might seem like uh, I'm being disingenuous when I say this, but in the comedy club, when people have paid, adults have paid, uh, you can say pretty much whatever you want in there on stage. You're talking into a microphone. But I've always said, like, you know, you see people with these T-shirts on, they're kind of gag T-shirts. Some are just like, you know, New York effing city, which nobody lives in New York would ever wear. Right. Or just like something, uh, you know, some of those dumb T-shirts you would get in Fort Lauderdale. It's got an arrow pointing down to your penis saying the legend or something like that it's like yeah but well, if i saw that t-shirt terrible you saying it I've made me laugh i've seen it it's horrendous <laughs> the and legend there, no they, there's an arrow pointing up to where your face would be it would it says the man and then the arrow pointing your penis says the legend which now that you're laughing makes me kind of like it but it, it's like so stupid it, yeah, but then like if you're if if you're standing next to that guy in line with your daughter or your grandmother, aren't you kind of like, dude, come on, man. Depends on your grandmother. That's some right. Gra some grandmas they they want to experience the legend. <laughs> I've seen that uh seen that on Pornhub. <laughs> you can you search that shirt? Yeah, uh, yeah, can we shout give a shout out to all our gilfs out there, Frank? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, turn up your hearing aids. There we go. You By the way, little fun fact did you hear the look at this? Uh, I have it right here. These uh AirPods, which I'm in love with, uh, for your Apple phone. Uh, I don't know if this version can, but they're saying the next. Uh, and I've been wanting to do a segment called This Week in Tech. Uh, This Week in Tech. Uh, they said that, um, pretty soon, obviously, you can hear music through them, but soon they'll be able to amplify sound and will soon be taking over the uh the what do you call those the ear hypnosis so no. apple will tell you what to think well it kind of already does the um uh hearing aid business right i just thought that was it well just, that's it, interesting because now you don't have to hide the hearing aid you just look like you're ignoring people and listening to music isn't that the best when you can hear somebody ignore them and then you go oh i'm hard of hearing and then giggle and walk away <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, Frank, let's get to the last thing. I want to end on a positive note. And it's not just for us. I feel like this has been a positive show. But, Frank, you know who it hasn't been positive for, sir? Who? Whom? 
Well, we talked about HBCUs, which stand for what? Um, uh, historically black. Uh, what is it? H historically black college universities. Colleges and universities. There we go. See, Frank, your your black card is on the way. It's not the it's not the hard. It's just the paper one until your until your plastic one comes. Uh, Frank, uh, the uh, CBS ranked every NCAA college basketball team Division One from one to three hundred and fifty three. Mm-hmm. The three hundred and fifty third team was the Florida A and M. Rattlers, located in Tallahassee, Florida. I've been there many times. Um, they had a uh, they, they were two and twenty seven two seasons ago, and they were nine and twenty five this season. So, Frank, let's say I'm a junior on this Florida A and M Rattlers team. I need some motivation to get ready for next season. Uh, you want me to give a, a speech to these? Yes. You want me to I do mean, it? I, you want a character? Is that your? You want me to trump oh, them up? I, you guys are the worst I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of <laughs> terrible. Here's what you do: you just get better. That's what you do. Learn how to dribble the ball. If you're on defense, build a wall. Don't let the other players get on the other side of it, and make nicknames for everybody. Be careful, so be careful with your nicknames. You can get in a lot of trouble. You might not be allowed back into the Utah Stadium or whatever it's called. Utah, uh, the university. It's not a university because Trump University, the number one university. Even my basketball team did better than this. We're the number one fake basketball team. <laughs> In the world, we do a tremendous job. Uh, what you need to do is everybody needs to find somebody who's better than you. Find someone who's better than you <laughs> to come play for you. And what we'll do is we'll have people take the test for you. We'll have people play for you. And then it'll be like Lori Laughlin. That's It's the only way to go. And William H. Macy will skate free because nobody's talking about him, only his wife. <laughs> Thank you for that that uh, that pump up speech, President Trump. Uh, we're gonna oh, be I ready for next to, season. I thought I was supposed to tell you how terrible people you are for being losers. <laughs> and then you just killed it. Now, now I'm gonna I'm eat being honest. and I work I'm out this summer. I'm, Al, I'm being truthful. That's all I can do is be honest. <laughs> all right, I appreciate it, Mr. President. And with that, I think that's a wrap for today, brother. Yeah, remember to follow us on at Alan Frank on the various forms of social media and at alanfrank.com. Or you can spell it all out, alanfranktrytobeserious.com. But why would you do that when you can just go to alanfrank.com at at aljacksonig on the IG for the OG. Oh, hey. It's killing it today. That's yeah, a little dipsy doodle. <laughs> A little dipsy doo dunkaroo, baby! (laughs) All right. Daddy loves you. Hey, love you, brother.